Welcome to Highway to Wealth. I'm your host, Derek Bell, and this podcast is brought to you by the American Nurses Foundation through the generous support for the Center for Disaster Philanthropies Recovery Fund. The American Nurses Foundation has undertaken this work as part of its well-being initiative, which supports nurses' mental health through the pandemic and beyond. Decades of research have shown that practicing gratitude is highly effective in promoting physical and psychological health, both at the individual and organizational levels. This podcast series builds up previous work conducted by the American Nurses Foundation in partnership with the Greater Good Science Center at UC Berkeley. In this special series, we will explore how developing gratitude practices can significantly improve your health and well-being, while also improving your work, safety, relationships, self-care, growth, and joy. Taking better care of others means taking better care of ourselves. And the Gratitude Resources for Nurses Toolkit was designed to create easy-to-implement evidence-based practices for us to integrate into our daily living. Being in the caregiver and healer role can lead to elevated stress, and recent data suggests that nurses routinely place the health, safety, and wellness of patients ahead of their own. These practices and resources in the toolkit helps nurses fill their cups so they can be there for others. Throughout this series, we will focus on the importance of developing gratitude practices to be better for ourselves and for those that we care for and serve. We will examine how increasing gratitude is good for our minds, bodies, and relationships. The more we include these practices, the greater chance we have at making a cultural shift that will increase our ability to thrive in our work and in our lives. In this first episode, we're talking with Patricia O'Malley, Patricia is the nurse researcher at Premier Health in Dayton, Ohio. And what I love most when I've talked with Patricia is her clear expression of how she is inspired by her practice and all the ways that healing is manifested in the patients that she and and nurses care for in the discipline and that they're blessed to be able to participate in that healing. Patricia, thank you for joining me in this great endeavor. Um, Thank you very much, Derek, and I'm very honored to be a part of this program and to share um, my learning um, that I've been um, so graciously given, and I am so grateful for uh, for gratitude science. Yeah, and I I want to, in in this really, in this first episode of this series, I really want us to start with that science behind gratitude. And I want you to explain what do we know gratitude can do for us? Um, Gratitude um, research has been really taken off in the last 20 years. So starting with um, uh, particularly a 2003 study by Robert Emmons at the University of California and Michael McCulloch from the University of Miami. And um, that was I call for myself the tipping point that research found gratitude and merged gratitude into science. Gratitude has um, existed since the time of the Romans. The Romans wrote about it. Um, Gratitude is all through the Abrahamic religions, all Eastern traditions, philosophy, and now it has merged into science. So it's, it's a very powerful construct. It's a huge construct with so many benefits for health, for wellness. 
Uh, everyone has, I think, a different interpretation of what gratitude is. But gratitude is much, much more than just saying thank you. Gratitude has been defined as an emotion, an attitude, a moral virtue, a habit, uh, a character trait, um, and coping behaviors. But in this research over the last 20 years, um, beginning with this um, work in 2003, research has demonstrated that this practice of gratitude science is good for everyone. It is valued everywhere, in every society, in every culture, and on every continent. Um, gratitude, the word, is derived from the Latin word gratia, which means grace or gratefulness. And I think one of the best definitions um, particularly from Greater Good Science Center, is a willingness. Gratitude is this willingness to recognize the unearned gifts over one's life, a grateful response to a life, your own life that is adaptive, and it leads you to greater ability to notice, appreciate, and savor all the aspects of your life experience. Adoption of this practice with these tools that you described, Derek, has found that living in this position of gratitude is strongly correlated with happiness, satisfaction, hope, empathy, joy, contentment, improved relationships in any circumstance. Cultivating gratitude is a powerful wellness intervention. Yeah, I appreciate the explanation there of, of the entirety of when we talk about gratitude science and, and looking back into some traditions and understanding that this is this really is not a new concept for us, but the value of it and the understanding of what it can do is incredibly, incredibly important. And you touched on that. And I think one of the things also that you you're hinting at here is Gratitude is a word that has a wealth of interpretations. And in some ways, that is sometimes possibly a misunderstanding. So I want you to add to that and, and really help us explore what gratitude is and, and what it is not. Very good question. Um, the one thing that's been found in the um, gratitude science literature um, especially with Greater Good Science Center's interpretation, which I really love. It's this, it's a recognition. I acknowledge there is goodness and gifts and benefits that I have received in my life that I often take for granted. We take these things for granted because of the lack of uh, reflection. We're all stressed. We're all under time, we, or, um, time constraints. So these things kind of get pushed to the side, these gifts, this goodness. And the recognition that in this reflection, that the goodness has stemmed from the action or the contribution of another person. We, when we are grateful, we recognize the intention and the effort that went in these actions on our behalf and the benefits that they've given us. When gratitude is experienced, there's four things that happen and very powerful. And um, 
The first one is the feeling of connectedness. I feel like I'm more connected. I recognize my supports. I feel stronger to tackle those big challenges. The second thing I feel is what we call elevation. And elevation is kind of like a transcendence, if you'd like to label it that. But it's because I have this recognition, I have inspiration to act, to be motivated, to do things rather than to be stagnant. I also learn humility from this activity because I'm recognizing how others have contributed to the goodness and the successes in my life. And finally, grateful people, when I feel great gratitude, it's a known um, psychological outcome. I practice generosity. I am inspired to act, to reciprocate what has been given to me, um, to practice kindness to another person. So I think a good definition from um, Dr. Emmons and uh, Dr. McCullough and Greater Good, and I I love this definition for this um, more exact definition of what gratitude is. Gratitude is a harvested social emotion, and you cultivate it with practice, remembrance, and action. And this will heal, energize, and transform your life. It is very possible, we've learned from gratitude science, that you can care for your mental and emotional state and your feelings, cultivate positive emotions tied to great happiness, independent of your circumstances. So even in great stress, in great difficulty, I can practice gratitude and find healing in that. Yeah, you... There's so much that you talked about here that I want to touch on. And I think the the first thing that I want to spend a little bit more time about is when we talk about gratitude in these gratitude practices, I think practice is is a really important operative word in that phrase. Like, I think there isn't anything in science that would deny the gifts of gratitude, but it's the practicing part that is the challenge. And that is what this toolkit and what these, what all of this research has gone in to show is that it takes a commitment to practice. And that is something that it really, um, it changes your thought process because you're actually rewiring your brain. And how, so how does that practice of gratitude do that rewiring of our, of our, of our ideas, our thoughts and our behaviors and actions? Great question. And I think this is where the merger of gratitude, science into our physical, behavioral, biological sciences is so powerful. Um, I think all nurses have heard, you are what you think. Your worldview is um, something that's a product of your thoughts, your ideas. And um, that my feelings and my um, perceptions are not just circumstances-based. I am the driver for how I feel, um, independent of circumstances, by my interpretation, um, by my thoughts regarding that. And all of that, if nurses can remember from their nursing education, um, thought, 
leads to a response, a neurohormonal response that is communicated all through our autonomic nervous system. And we have wonderful neurochemicals in the brain that are um, highly, highly tied to thought processes and highly tied to gratitude. Um, I think everyone listening to this knows about adrenaline. If you're on your way to work and somebody cuts you off on the highway and you nearly get into an accident, you're pumping a lot of adrenaline and you have a neurochemical expression of that followed by physical manifestations of that neurohormonal release. So you're going to feel edgy, angry, um, not calm. So it, again, it's just, we know that this link is there between what I think, what I observe, what I interpret, and a physiological neurohormonal response. Well, what's really awesome about the um, gratitude science toolkit is that I'm changing neurohormonal um, expression in the brain. So by practicing like the 30 different tools that are available, what I do is change the big hormones that are responsible for so much of emotion and feeling and um, also physiological and cellular responses in the body, I can change that very quickly. And especially keeping that for the long term by continuing to practice that with these neurotransmitters. So the toolkit is very helpful in improving um, dopamine expression this is dopamine is our reward chemical. And that means that I sell, I can have more dopamine expression in the brain when using these toolkits, particularly this is highly tied to self-care activities, completing a task, eating a wonderful dinner, celebrating my wins. That reward chemical, very powerful to help me feel well. The other hormone that's um, enhanced in gratitude practices is oxytocin, or we call the love hormone. Um, and this is where we can boost oxytocin, oxyto excuse me, oxytocin um, secretion by just doing some kindness to someone. When I do a kindness for another person, I accelerate that oxytocin expression in the brain. It helps me to feel well. I think every nurse here knows that feeling when I've done something for a family member or a patient. And that feeling that gives me that satisfaction, that's up mediated by oxytocin. And this kindness activity action is very much part of the greater um, good science toolkit. The third hormone, neurohormone that we want to harvest in our practice of um, gratitude is serotonin. Serotonin is the mood stabilizer. We need this to, so we're not too low, we're not too high. And we have better serotonin expression with meditation, with reflection, which is part of the toolkit. Walking, being in nature, very much part of the toolkit. Physical activities such as swimming and cycling, all to help stabilize mood. Despite no matter your circumstance, you can do this. And then finally, endorphins. Endorphins are boosted with use of the tools and the toolkit. Um, they all we know that endorphins are um, elevated with exercise, of course, dark chocolate, 
um, laughing and exercise, but also comedy, joy, um, seeking things that um, give that kind of um, um, uh, indice back to you, okay, that you are um, taking that time to observe a comedy or to do something that is, quote, fun, um, to boost that endorphin um, expression in the brain. So I think that's the power of that toolkit. And what happens is that I have a stronger immune system as well. I have less pain. Patients that practice with these tools have lower blood pressure. Um, We've seen it in heart failure patients and cardiovascular patients, lower risk of heart attack. Um, People are better motivated to be compliant with their plan of care. You sleep longer, sleep better, and you're more resilient to stress. So you're harvesting these wonderful neurochemicals to help you in your journey, um, whatever that is, that the journey has um, this wonderful stabilization about it, more resilience, less sadness, um, better attitude, better relationships. Yeah, that journey is something too that I want to really... Um, go back to and you had mentioned about the the opportunity for gratitude to have that quality of elevation and how that is really bringing us closer to transcendence and you know, one thing that we know in in healthcare in, in generally speaking and especially true of nurses is that is that they're brought to this field for a sense of purpose and that is an advantage in the care setting oftentimes. But through COVID and, and coming out of COVID, we've seen the, the layers of stress to help us um, understand and, and stay affirming in our values and in that drive in our journey for meaning and purpose in our work. It can, it can be muddled by a lot of different stressors in our lives. And right. what it sounds like, is that gratitude is really an incredibly significant, if not the most significant pathway that we can open to help us continue to elevate, um, to coin the phrase, to get to that feeling of elevation and transcendence, which we know in Maslow's hierarchy of needs and, and all the work that has gone into understanding joy and work, that that so that transcendence, that self-actualization property is incredibly important for us to have in our value structure and our system. And, and there's, a lot of, there's a lot of things that the gratitude practice can provide us to help us get there. Right. Um, I Definitely. love that concept of elevation. Can you, let's talk a little bit more about how those neurochemical responses and how that all helps us get to that state. Well, I think the, um, you know, just from the literature and, Um, the science evidence, Um, we've observed this for a long time. I mean, it's not, and now we're we're able to put better, what what we call in research, better metrics on this now to quantify that. But um, it's, it's confirmation, you know, of what has been taught for centuries or observed for centuries is that my worldview Um, the way I see in a particular situation 
has a great, the, probably the greatest influence on my emotional response and my action that follows. If my worldview is um, a product of neurochemical expression um, that I have um, not taken care of, I have not done self-care, I have not done reflection, I have not um, used like these tools, the different tools that are available, such as exercise or um, harvesting my um, gifts that I have received, trying to put this into perspective. Um, I'm at a loss. Neurochemically, I'm at a loss. I'm in, in, a, in, a, in a state of deprivation. And because that, of that, my worldview is so colored. All I see is dark, I think. Um, so I don't see anything to be grateful for. I'm overtaken, in effect, by my circumstance. But we have seen with some of the activities that we have done in our organization, that trying to convert, which you can do this in organizations, instead of looking, which humans do, at the negative first rather than the positive, we're going to switch gears here and we're going to adopt some of these practices out of the gratitude toolbox. Let's see if it looks as bad as it seems to be. And what we have found in this practice with young nurses, older nurses um, and the nurses in between is that while things, there are really good things that are here. We are more, go back to the beginning here. We are more connected than we know. Um, we have been given gifts, even though I thought I was in a, a situation of deprivation and I feel inspired, elevated because now I recognize um, my worldview is not right here. For instance, um, working with our nurses and saying, change your worldview instead of this constant criticism of, I didn't do this, I should have done that, I didn't do this. That's not part of the gratitude um, science at all, not part of the toolkit. No, I, we want you to reflect on all the good you did with the time you had and the resources available. You're to acknowledge yourself, care for yourself, be grateful for what you would, did accomplish. Um, instead of seeking perfection, then seeking what were the gifts in this situation? And what did I receive in my process as well while I pr provided care? It's made a big difference. Um, you know, we, I had one young nurse come up to me after some pr practice sessions and she said, I feel so much better. I feel so, I did do a good job. I really did. And she was grateful to know that she did a good job and, and share that then, share that with everybody now that is stressed or um, having a difficult time, which nursing is right now, post-pandemic. Very powerful. It's very powerful. And it relieves that angst that exists, especially when you have all kinds of clinicians all feeling the stress. It's hard to get along. But if everyone's running from a position of gratitude, much different relationships there. Yeah, the the opportunity there, I, I love that you're connecting these practices to the behaviors and some of the responses that you've seen, the actions and the attitudes in, in your nurses. And 
that is so powerful about this whole practice is that it really improves our ideas of self and relationships, which is really at the crux of this. We, yes. we want to, to your point about changing our worldview and stress can easily cause isolation, which is one of those byproducts of feeling stress is you suddenly feel very lonely in your stress. And gratitude practices, it reframes your position on that. It's understanding that stress is part of the picture, but you're not alone. And when you share, you're you're actually improving that opportunity to build relationships. And that that that's a value that is absolutely one of the great outputs of, of this kind of work is that opportunity for us to improve our ideas of self and relationships, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. And it's very powerful. Um, just feedback that I have obtained on using this with our patients, patients that are feeling isolated, lonely in their illness. No one under, you know, is appreciates, you know, what I'm going through. Um, I feel I'm in a position of deprivation and teaching a little bit of this gratitude science as, as part of some of the tools that are in the toolkit, very powerful, very powerful with um, oncology patients and with uh, cancer or with um, cardiovascular patients, um, that yes, it is still possible to be well in chronic illness. And this is a path to go there um, and feel better. Circumstances may not change, but I'm in a better position of wellness, which really fits with the holistic view of nursing. And you're hinting too at that opportunity if you take a set of individuals and now you're talking about the culture, now what you're talking about is that patient experience. Yes. It comes full circle. And gratitude practices pull all of us together into this, into this common thread of improving patient outcomes and patient care in, our, in a collective way, in our own indi- but through our own individual paths, because each of us are going to be at a different point on the path towards these gratitude practices. But collectively, the more that we share and, and we reproduce and that worldview to one that, going back to your point, is instead of looking at negative things first, which is common when we start talking about issues like burnout, is what if we started with joy? What if we started with satisfaction and happiness? And how can we cultivate that? And that's what this whole toolkit and the research that has gone into these practices has continued to show and prove these are very pronounced and strong evidence-based practices. And these are not something that we just thought up and said, oh, maybe we should try this. It's right. It was gone through the rigor of history and science to say that this is something we need to pay meaningful attention to. And to your point about now we've cultivated these opportunities to, to collect metrics that show that these, these improve our outcomes. And that is what, that is really the importance of practicing this. And so as we dive into, and as people explore the toolkit, what is, what is a really a good activity you would say that you have practiced something that you have, you yourself or, or your colleagues in, or your practices there at your center what have you seen that has been really a wonderful activity that people can do first if this is new to them or they're or they're looking through these 30 different exercises and wondering where where can I start what would be a good activity for them to do after listening to us here 
Um, I I really like I like all the tools, but I really like the um, mental subtraction. <clears throat> Excuse me. And mental subtraction um, is a, a wonderful exercise. Um, it kind of puts things, it, it's a really worldview changer. And it's it's interesting to do at different meetings. It's very good to do with young nurses that are just being integrated into the um, into the profession. And also for the people that might be a little burned up, a little burnout there, um, a very, very powerful exercise. So would you like me to share how it's done? Yeah, let's talk about how, how to do it and what you've learned from it and, and the value of it. Okay. Um, I think the, the greater good says, why should I even try this? Why should I even practice mental subtraction? Well, and the, the greater good comes back and says to us, it's easy to take the good things in our lives for granted. But the research suggests that more that, the more that you stop and appreciate what you have, your life, the happier and the healthier you are, better neurochemical expression in the brain. This exercise is designed to help you increase your feelings of gratitude for the, all those positive events in your life by visualizing your life, what would it be like without them? By getting a taste of their absence, you will better appreciate their presence in your life more deeply and you didn't have to lose them for real. Um, they have a comment that says, this is like um, starring in the movie, It's a Wonderful Life. So this exercise takes about 15 minutes. It's kind of a good idea to try to practice this once a week, taking that 15 minutes to do this self-reflection. So how to do it? First of all, it's good just to sit down in a quiet place, quiet yourself, take a deep breath, maybe two deep breaths. And then just let your mind go, respond to the thing that I'm going to ask you to do. Take a moment and think about a positive event in your life, like your graduation from nursing school or your certification or your wedding or the birth of a child or a special vacation that you took. Think about what is that really pot? What was the first thing that came to your mind when I asked you about that? Now think back to that time of the event and consider, just let that flow through your mind, the circumstances that made that event possible. What all the factors were that came together for that wedding, for the birth of that child, for your obtaining a degree, your career achievement, that trip, Now, consider all the ways in which that event would have never happened. Example would be a good example if you haven't, hadn't heard about that job offer, that that job position had just opened. You didn't get accepted to that school. Um, you did not meet your husband or your wife. Um, 
that vacation fell through or the vacation was not meaningful. It was difficult. There was an illness, whatever. So all the things, all the ways that could have impacted that that event would have never happened for you. And then if you can with a piece of paper and a pen, because that helps solidify this thought in the mind, write down all the possible events and decisions, the large and small, that could have gone differently and prevented that event from happening. And then examine now, imagine, what would life be like for you now if you hadn't enjoyed this wonderful event and all the gifts that have come from that? And it's very good to really take the time there, several minutes, think about everything that has flowed from that wonderful event. What would life be like if that had not happened? Finally, to end this reflection, Shift your focus and remind yourself, this event really did happen. And look at all these benefits that I've been reminded for, about. I've remembered them and all the benefits that it was brought to me because this happened. Now that you've considered how things might have turned out different, differently, appreciate that all these benefits, all these gifts that you received were not inevitable and allow yourself to feel grateful that all these things happened the way they did. This exercise that we just did, this is how we counteract that tendency that every human being has to take the positive things in our life as a given. When we consider the circumstances that led to a wonderful event in our lives, many are surprised how unlikely that event actually was and how lucky we were that it happened. While it can be painful to think about not having experienced this important positive event, um, this exercise provides a negative contrast against which our current situation can be favorably compared. And what it does is that this exercise also increases feelings of gratitude, and it also probably helps you strengthen close relationships as well that were involved in this event. Hmm. I kind of want to hold a long pause here as, as we think about the opportunity to go through the process here and use this activity to really increase our our gratitude, increase our gratefulness, increase our joy, satisfaction, and to your last point, the relationships that were involved in this. That's always something I, I come back to in these gratitude practices is yes. opportunity for community and the people that we are surrounded by because those such a deep meaning to us. And this allows us the chance to bring people into our circle and share that with them. Yes. Such a beautiful activity. This is also very powerful with children to hear a child when you walk through an experience like 
it, it, it's a very powerful thing because you're teaching a child to reflect on the good in their lives so they don't take it for granted. They're, they're um, practicing gratitude, but it's an amazing, it's an amazing elevating experience to sit with a child and walk through this exercise. Um, you will be amazed. You will walk away also with gratitude, watching the child experience this. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And Patricia, thank you so much for, for joining me today and to get us started on this journey. We will be spending a lot of time going over different parts of what the toolkit can mean for people. And you've talked about the awesome power of the toolkit and that opportunity for us to develop our adaptive skills and our resiliency and to our ability to savor life experiences, which is underneath the science of it all. That is what the rich context of this toolkit can do is to help you transform our, you know, help us transform our lives. Like you said, independent of our circumstances is that this is an opportunity for us to do that. And this toolkit is filled with 30 different exercises and Ultimately, opportunities like we did today with the mental subtraction is to utilize these and integrate them into our daily lives and understand the opportunity to build our connectedness and provide that sense of elevation and humility and generosity and that reap the benefit of that neurochemical response that we spend a lot of time talking about. So I want to thank you again for joining me today. And thank you so much. Yep, and we will be talking more about the toolkit in coming episodes. And I hope that every bit of it is as meaningful as what today was. Thank you again. Thank you. <laughs>